you like to describe what that was for the listener? Uh, those were three little fireworks going off in celebration because it's bonfire night today. Aww. Woo! Yay! Let's go burn a Guy Fawkes. I, to be honest, the more you think about bonfire night, the weirder it gets. Like, yeah. As a country, we really made an interesting decision there with we, Bonfire we, Night. We made a choice. But anyway, let's not dwell on that. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're... It's just us. We're not joined by anyone. Just the two of us. Okay. And Guy Fawkes. And Guy Fawkes here in spirit. spirit. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh no. Really this is turning it. into like a Bonfire Night slash Halloween episode. Like, the ghost has joined us. Yeah. Maybe I should do a special outro. I'm already not going to do that. Yeah, fair enough. Don't. 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 <laughs> Let's not. I just, I think I just recently remembered last year's Halloween, like, do you remember the yeah. little witch at the end? Like, <laughs> just like that. It was so good. Was it you? I think it was, yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It was a slow derailed start to the episode. Yeah, I mean, but... I keep derailing you. It's Go. Fine. <laughs> fine. Um, yes, yeah, so in today's episode, it's just us, no guest, but we've decided that we wanted to talk about one piece of artwork that we've made obviously one each and i think we thought that'd be quite an interesting idea because obviously this is an art-based podcast and i think sometimes it can be quite interesting to unpick like one piece of work like not try mm. and talk about your whole practice or like, your whole thought process or your inspiration just focus on like one thing that you have already made and then like yeah unpick that a little bit so i think it's quite useful for a multitude of reasons like sometimes you think of things that hadn't really occurred to you before and I think also weirdly we've both actually chosen pieces of work that are quite old so I think that will be another interesting thing to kind of see maybe how our thought process has evolved like if it's still a piece of work that's relevant to us in our practice I imagine like as we talk about it there are going to be things that we're like oh actually yeah like maybe this isn't as relevant to me anymore Mm. or actually maybe this was the beginning of like one particular sort of string for me that was the start of it all indeed so i think this would be quite interesting actually and it'd be nice to like hear about hear you talk about your own work Mm. Um, because i always find that quite fun yeah i feel like we've done episodes of this ilk before Mm. but i don't know if we've ever done the exact format of pick one piece of work we might have done like a tutorial thing yeah where it's been very similar because we've been speaking about what we've made recently maybe but i think this one might be a new format yes and i'm quite excited I'm quite excited as well, although it's already stressed me out because I've chosen my piece of work and I uh, already can't remember my thought process for making it. So we're we're gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna go on a journey of discovery together. Will. I'm hoping that we're gonna bring new thoughts to old work. Ooh. But it could be Ooh, new it thoughts could, to it old work. Could not be that. I currently don't feel like I have many thoughts in my head, so I hope the thoughts will arrive mm. in time. That's fair. For the podcast. <laughs> Which is right now. Which <laughs> is very much happening. So they better speed up. I'm hoping once I start describing the work, maybe things will should arrive we, in my Should mind. we go with that then? Would you would you like to start describing your work? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like thoughts Here we come go. on. It really is crunch time now. Okay, so the piece of work I have selected, I'm sure we'll be able to put a picture of each of these on our Instagram or yeah. something like this, is a very big drawing, probably the biggest drawing I've ever done, I think. It's in the ballpark of a metre wide. Ooh. And then, like, annoyingly, it's not it's not within proportion of, like, an A size. So it's, like, a metre oh, okay. wide, and then maybe, like, the height of an A1, but, like, it's longer than an A1. Okay, does that yeah. make sense? So, yeah, big old piece. And essentially, it was, it was, like, the third I did in a series, but it 
I think it's very much like a standalone piece. Like the, the the two I did before kind of like built towards it. Okay. But this one was very much like the the finale, if you like. Okay. Were um, they the same things like smaller mm, but the same same idea but not the same actual thing. Okay. So the I think I called the series in my head like just quite flippantly, not like a title, but yeah. I think I called them rock landscapes. Not landscapes. L- landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> rock <laughs> landscapes. There we go. Gosh, didn't Beautiful. know it was so hard to say that. <laughs> um, even though actually the first one I did was not a rock. So interesting choice there. But Fair enough. I think it was like my studio in first year was kind of a collection of random, obviously, rocks and other beach debris, as it still is, to be honest. And I'd recently found a big old like vertebrae on a beach. And I can't remember. I think I maybe got a recommendation from someone I can't remember if it was just coincidentally the same time that I found this rock vertebrae, but they were like, you should look at the artist Erica Van Loon. And she'd done this kind of piece called Sacrum, I think. Um, the thoughts are flooding back to me now Ooh, and I am enjoying this. Okay, I even had an artist name, like, wow. Thank you, brain. <laughs> um, she'd done this piece called, like, I might have spoken about this before, actually. This rings a bell. Now I'm saying it because it's it's the name of the bone at the base of your spine. Yeah. And I think I remember you being like, yes, that is what that is before. And I was like, <laughs> So I've we've said this before, I'm having deja vu, but yes. And she'd like drawn it as though it was like a landscape sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I kind of liked that. It's quite a juicy idea, you know, the whole sort of micro, macro, like zooming in, zooming out, yeah. like lots of scale thing. There's a lot of nice stuff there. So basically I sort of did my own version of that in that I drew this bone that I had mm-hmm. in a very sort of, or I was trying to do it in quite a landscapey way. I don't know how well it really worked. I don't really ever used that image now but it was that was the first drawing I did and then I did another one after that with a rock like same idea and again it was a nice idea but I didn't really love the actual drawing I did it was kind of like hovering in the middle of a page rather than like filling the page Mm -hmm. so then that's why this last one I just went all out and I think I did this one it was right at the end of first year it was the last thing I did Mm. and I think it was when we got sent home for covid Uh... So I remember I had like a week before the deadline and I just spent like all day every day drawing this thing. It was actually really unpleasant. I really hated doing it. (laughs) I was so bored. But it was that kind of, A, drawing was really all I could do because I was just in my bedroom. And B, I guess I wanted like a final like big thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's when I did it. And it was a big, big drawing and it was like completely filled the page. It was almost like a map, Mm -hmm. like rather than a... Like, not a view of a landscape as so though you're in it, but, yeah, like, looking down on it or okay, something. Okay, yeah. Kind of, um, like, satellite image, kind of. Yes, definitely that kind of vibe. Because I think I'd been looking at maps as well a bit that year. It's all coming back to me now. Okay. Oh, sorry, just for clarification, what was it drawn in? Was it just, just pen- pencil? Yeah, just pencil. Like, very, sort of... I remember I, I spent most of that week just sharpening pencils. Nice. Because I didn't yet have my clicky boys. And my clicky boys are now... Ah. Uh, they're definitely different. Like, a different mark. But, like... They just, I hated, that put me off pencils for life. I was like, I just spent so long sharpening. Because it's like when you get that really lovely, like, fine mark when it's sharp, but that yeah. lasts for, like, two seconds. Two, yeah, so it was, yeah, pencil, sort of different mark-making-y vibes. Um, again, you'll see it on the Instagram if you go and have a look. Nice. And, yeah, I think I called it something, I, I stupidly called it a word that I don't know how to pronounce. Um, <laughs> Should I share that with us? <laughs> so, so, a singular Right. So it's a plural of a word. Okay. And the singular of the word, I think, is more mainstream. Okay. Even that I don't know how to say. I think it's an... Is it like an is... An isthmus? An 
I don't know. Uh, it's like a, I think it's like a, when a bit of land sticks out into like a peninsula, but it's a different word for a uh -huh. peninsula or something. I'm definitely butchering the pronunciation. It's maybe Should like there's a silent maybe you should S or Google and like, like an... see what the pronunciation is. How yeah. do you spell it? I S. Uh -huh. Do you want the singular? I'll do the singular. Yeah. Oh gosh, I think it's I S T H M U S. This is helpful to spell it out loud. An isthmus is a narrow strip of land that connects two larger land masses and separates two bodies of water. Oh, okay. Not quite what um, I thought, but similar. It's also not coming up with the pronunciation, which is actually quite annoying. Could you Google isthmus pronunciation? Oh, I'm sure it was... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get the volume up. <laughs> isthmus. Okay. Okay, isthmus. So it's the TH that confuses things, because it's not... That's kind of silent, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, not like isthmus. Isthmus. And then the plural is just is my. I'm <laughs> guessing. I mean, let's let's find out. Oh, it won't even say it for us. Is my yeah, yeah, I think I you're think right. It's, it's yeah, my. we'll go with that. So yeah, I called it that. I think I just. I think I remember in first year I had a document of lots of words that I liked the sound of, Ooh. and then I just went through and assigned them. Like when I was doing my hand in, I was like, oh, I have no titles for anything, so I just went through and like randomly assigned words, which is why I, I got that. that. I don't know that I'd stand by that as a title necessarily. It's not bad, but it's, I don't know. Titling is not something I've ever yeah. cracked. Maybe we should do an episode on titling. I'll write that down. Oh, I might write that down when I'm editing. I'll write it down now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> titling episode. I really don't know how to spell titling. So yeah, that was, that was the piece. I'm mm -hmm. trying to think if there's anything else relevant I can say about it at the time of making it. Yeah. Like I said, I think I was looking at maps. I was looking at how to... I was getting to grips with my new fascination of rocks and how to be interested in rocks without just drawing rocks. Like, yeah. You know, it's that thing of... I think that was a lot of what first year was, was trying to understand how to, like, make art that's, like, thoughtful and not just... Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in this thing, so I'm going to paint a picture of it. Which, you know, absolutely, that is valid in and of itself. But mm. it's a bit, there's a bit of a transition period there where you're trying to be like, oh, how can I be creative with this? So I think I was trying to beat about that bush as it were <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah since then i like keep coming back to it for which is why it's on my mind recently because mm. i think i've done a couple of there was one earlier this year there was like a publication that was about the moon and it was like an invitation to submit some work and i was like huh like if it's a publication then flat work would be better than like i could have sent a picture of something i would made but i feel like a, a flat yeah. thing works better so i sent a picture of that in and it worked really nicely for that particular provocation because it was all about like how can we travel to the moon but like i think i think all of their publications are about the moon but this particular one was should we travel to the moon is there things that we can do on earth instead okay. like can we travel in our imaginations to Ooh. the moon and then that, that was nice because then i could be like use your imagination to really like look at a rock and really like delve into it and ah. it's like this whole expansive landscape and so i could kind of twist that to fit the moon brief so I, I send that in with a little bit of text and then I did it again recently for another publication where I, again I took the same image and I put a different text with it and mm -hmm. so I just keep coming back to that one That's very idea and that one image. I don't know why I think maybe there's something satisfying about having a big drawing that's like very detailed so it's like got that immediate appeal of people being like ooh like that's mm. a nice drawing and then also it's quite a simple idea conceptually so it's easy to be like small space drawn big <laughs> yeah but then also it's not you know you can read more into it i think i'd like to know if there are more other artists who've done it because i feel like it's probably quite an easy 
I did replicate. I mean, I did technically steal it from someone else, so yeah. That's very interesting. Mm. Keep being drawn back to it. Mm. Mm. Is that why you decided to like talk about it today? Yeah, yeah. And I've just started another piece that's very similar to it, which again, I'm finding incredibly boring. So I really need to stop doing these pieces. I'll do them like once every three years and then that's it'll, it. it'll carry me that's over. That's the limit. Yeah. I guess I do have a question which like is maybe slightly less to do with the actual specific piece and more with, like the making of it. Mm. But obviously I think this is something that I struggle with a bit is like I often feel like I have to rationalise why I'm making a specific piece of artwork. Mm. And I guess something like that you obviously mentioned that you've done two previous to that. Obviously mm-hmm. different but you know still a very similar ilk. Um, then you did that one and now you're doing another one which is quite similar. Mm. Why do you... you Please, like, I don't mean this in nasty way at all. Like, I, I no, genuinely I would like the answer. Um, like, why do you feel the need to, like, do them again if yeah. they're... Obviously, they're huge. They're very time-consuming. Mm. Is there something in you being like, this needs to be made? Like, I can picture it. Like, it's really, like, mm. conceptually sound. Like, or are you just kind of doing it because you're like, well, I don't know, maybe I could. Like, I just... Yeah. I think I'd be interested in your thought process mm. behind, like, making things that are maybe... Not the same as something else you've made, but like very similar or like, yeah, maybe doesn't look visually look that yeah. different. That's a good question. I think the first set of three that happened quite close to each other, mm. the first two were like A3 rather than this massive like mm-hmm. A1. So they were nowhere near as time consuming. And then they felt a little bit like almost like sketches or like, yeah, like smaller explorations. But neither, neither of them quite did what I wanted them to do fully in okay. that I was... I was looking at, so the first one was like, obviously a bone, Mm. and I was more looking at rock. I think I just did that bone because it was similar to the artist I was looking at, and I had a bone, and I was like, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, I can't really remember, but I imagine it was something along those, like it just kind of matched up. And maybe I thought it would be easier to make a bone look like a landscape because it's got these, it's a bit more undulating. Yeah. And I guess it's just kind of difficult to visualise things, and I'd seen an artwork where somebody had visualised it for me, so that was a bit easier of a way in to be like, mm. oh, I could draw it a bit like that, whereas I hadn't seen it with a rock. So that's when I did the second one, and I tried to, like... Like, basically, my second drawing just looks like a normal rock, like because I drew it in the middle of the page. Mm-hmm. It didn't, like, fill the page, and I, I didn't, like, zoom in enough. It was almost like I just drew the rock, and oh, okay. it just didn't quite do what I wanted it to do, because... I just looked at it and you wouldn't be like, ooh, a landscape. I mean, I don't know what you'd think of it if you saw it. Maybe I should get a picture up. Mm. Would you mind getting my Instagram up on your phone? I'm awesome. I wonder if I posted it. I can give myself a little stalky stalk. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. We've got visuals now. Izzy has visuals, at least. So this one, as you can see, it's like more of a in the centre of the page kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know what you, if you just saw that, I don't know what you'd think that was. I think it would some kind of rock. Yeah. There's no real sense of like... I think because it's got an edge, it, like that's what makes it a bit more pebbly. Mm. It kind of just looks like a nice drawing of a rock. Mm. And then this was the bony boy. For context, if anyone wants to actually see these, you can stalk my Instagram. And I posted them on the 14th of September 2020 and the 22nd of September 2020. And then that's and then the the next post after that is the big boy that like really fills the screen. And to be honest, I still don't really know what. I think this is one of the weird things about making art is like you don't really know what people who come to it fresh think of it. Yeah. Like I've no idea what that looks like to people who have just arrived 
I don't. Would you? I mean, what would? You, but then I've just told you what. It, yeah, so like it's, it's a bit you're difficult. not really a. Hmm. I was gonna say go and have a look and let me know, but then I've just told everyone <laughs> what it is. So, anywho's, anywho's. So yes, I did those three, and I think the third one felt more like okay, this is a bit closer to what I actually wanted it to do. Oh, okay. And maybe I would have kept doing iterations of it, but that one just bored me so much that I just couldn't physically <laughs> bring myself to another one. And obviously, it was like the holidays, so it kind of felt like a natural. Yeah. Finish point, and then I think. I don't know why I didn't pick up where I left off at the beginning of second year, but maybe again it was just I felt like it was done. It did what I needed to do, and so now I think it's just the fact that it keeps popping up that I was like maybe I'll do another one. And the one I'm doing now is less like map-like in that it's not going to fill the whole thing. Oh. It's going I'm going to go back to it trying to be more of like a landscape that you're in, and it's also not actually a rock. It's like a sort of random bit of. I don't really know what it is. It's like some byproduct or like coal kind of okay. thing that I found. So it's it's doing that thing, like what I was doing initially, but it's making it more to do with thingness. And it's like a landscape. I'm thinking it will maybe look slightly less like a rock and slightly more like a who knows where you are thing. But it's, to be honest, I'm not enjoying drawing it. It's not going very well. We'll see <laughs> how it goes. I think maybe I've bit enough more than I can chew and I should have done a smaller one to start with rather than going straight in for I've gone straight in for a very similar sized mm. big one so well I find even that I find interesting that comment like maybe I should have started off smaller like that mm. still very much implies that you're always going to end up doing the bigger one so like what would be the point of the smaller iteration first well I guess I'll do the smaller one and then if I don't like it then I won't do the bigger one interesting so if you did the smaller one you did like it you or replicate it and just do it bigger or I do well, yeah, just to get the vibe, like a, maybe I do a, a couple of smaller ones and then be oh, like, oh, I liked that about that one. I do, I do it bigger. But see, I think this is yeah. the thing I find it find really interesting. Like, I seem to struggle with in my own work is like it's almost like a utilization of a sketchbook, but like not in sketchbook form. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing of like trying out ideas, mm. and like I've ne- I've just never been good at that. Like. I can't try out ideas. I either do an mm. idea or I don't do an idea. Like, I don't seem to have a middle ground. See, I think my whole thing is just trying things out, which is a lot more apparent in my, like, ceramics work because it's just, or, you know, my sculptural stuff because it's just me constantly trying little small things and then I never really yeah. make anything big and I made a bigger thing one time and I didn't like it. So it's more apparent there, whereas with drawing, I think drawing has that thing where I'm, I'm happier to be a bit more patient with it. Mm. But then also I really struggle with being patient with it. So I think I, I still have that inclination to just want to like keep trying. I find with drawings, if I, if I do a quick drawing, it's just shit. So I do need to slow down a bit. Oh, that's interesting. But that's maybe where that comes from. I don't know. Hmm. But I know what you mean. There's yeah. that whole like artist process of like, oh, you do some sketches and then you pick the best sketch and you kind of elaborate on it and make yeah. it bigger. And I don't know how strictly I follow that. feels like maybe independently we have both halves of it yeah <laughs> so maybe somehow we should combine our maybe we should i'm trying to think how that would work i'd do lots of little shitty ideas and then you'd be like let me do one actual good one. <laughs> <laughs> i think is how that would work um, yeah that'd be in- that would be an interesting thing because obviously we've exhibited together mm. and like we did the collaborative book together but it would be quite interesting to maybe try and make some Maybe like a series of collaborative artworks. Because mm. I, I would be very curious to see like how we worked as yeah. a two rather than individually. That is very or true. Or like kind of what would come of it. And even like what the finished product would be like. So although we look at similar themes, 
the manifestation of our work is actually very different. Like visually, mm. I don't think they look that similar. Mm-hmm. There might be the odd thing that I'm like, ooh, <laughs> but it's kind of rare. Yeah. So I, yeah, that would be such a cool experiment. Yeah. Weird, but cool. We should try that. Maybe we should. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Would you like to tell me about your artwork? Um, I'd love to. Excellent. That's a good start. <laughs> I won't be forcing you to against your will. In that case, I've changed my mind. Oh. Um, no, it's fine. Cool, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, so I think the piece I'm... What is up with my Instagram? Oh, do you want to use mine? No, it's fine. It is. It's slowly loading. It's just taking its sweet, sweet time. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm going to talk about this one particular piece, which I must have mentioned before on the podcast. I think I did this quite around the time that the podcast was, like, becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I must have spoken about it, but it's basically, um, it's the return of Herman. Oh no! Um, oh, I didn't but know it's not it Herman's head. Herman. Oh no! It's Herman's ribs. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know Herman had ribs. I thought Herman was just the head. I don't know if you want this information, I don't. but I have I all of Herman in a box. I've even got his claws. Oh Herman! <laughs> I can see how much you hate this. I almost feel like. Herman is the head, though, and maybe the body needs a different name. I think you've somehow <laughs> made that worse. I saw that That's in your quite eyes. terrifying. You were like, oh no. I felt like the tables have turned and now Herman I've made the head you scared. And, um, what, what do you want to name his body, then? For some reason, the name that sprung into my mind. I would have a name sprung into my mind, so I'm curious to see what yours is. I would, I would be so, so surprised if it was the same name, but I'm kind of hoping it is for some reason. <laughs> the name that sprung into my mind for the body is Wilhelmina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like I, I could not tell you a single reason. <laughs> it was clearly just floating around in my brain today. Herman the badger head, and then Wilhelmina the badger body. Yeah. I really enjoy that. What was your um, name? My name was Shannon. Ah. I don't know why. It just sprung into my head. I was like, yeah, Shannon. Shannon. Oh, interesting. I like Wilhelmina. I think it suits Herman. Maybe that's why I went for Shannon because. Herman and Shannon are quite like opposing names. Yeah, they are. Mm. Well, it's your badger body. You name it what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on for this. So for now, I'm still refer to it as Herman. Okay, fair enough. So this piece of artwork, um, a three of Herman's ribs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, badger ribs aren't. They're not that huge. They're not mm-hmm. tiny either. They're a good few inches long. What would you say that me. is? Yeah, yeah, a good few inches long. One, two. We'll say maybe. Three inches. I'm surprised that they're not inches. bigger. Like badgers are kind of chunky, aren't they? Badgers are quite chunky. Mm. Badgers are quite terrifying, to be honest. Why are their ribs so small? I think maybe they've just got a lot of like meat Chunk. on them. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Which somehow makes them more terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole segment on the the fear that badgers instill. <laughs> but yeah, so this piece is basically three badger ribs, and. It's a very simple piece. I've done very little to this, but it was quite like a defining piece in my practice, I think, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Mm. So these three badger ribs, if you kind of hold them together, I painted like a very thin red line across them. Mm. So then when you separate them all, they've all got like this part of a red line on it. Mm. But then you can put them together and the line is like completely lined up. Mm -hmm. I have to say, logistically speaking, that really put my skill to the test. It was just so fiddly. There is no easy way to hold a badger rib 
and then paint a really delicate, perfectly straight line across it. Yeah. It was quite hard. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> but it was quite fun as well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's literally the artwork. It's literally just three badger ribs with a connecting red line going across the middle of them mm. all. I seem to remember the red line. Yes. Has I had some significance in your I had work. some meaning for the red line. So like, I can talk about why I made this piece. But I'm also interested in talking about like what the piece kind of started in my practice as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking at, what was I looking at? When was this? <laughs> um, okay, let me collect my thoughts. Um, <laughs> so this piece of work, um, I know I mentioned it before on the podcast, but in second year I was really ill and I was seeing a lot of different specialists and I was, by that point, like I kind of wasn't, wasn't making enough progress with like diagnosis and treatment so I was doing a lot of my own research because I, I was very ill and like I needed a bit more than I was getting mm. and I had a lot of really random symptoms couldn't really figure out what was going on the doctors didn't really know either mm. um, so I was seeing lots of like different people to try and piece it together and I was so sure and to be honest it wouldn't like my health is really good now, but also it wouldn't surprise me if this was still the case. Mm -hmm. But at the time I was so sure that I had an autoimmune condition or like one thing that was like causing all of these problems rather than all of these problems happening like separately. And I think by this point I was, I'm trying to think if this was, yeah, it must've been around this point. Obviously my physical health, health was not great but because I'd been ill for such a long time and obviously it was very stressful um my mental health really started to take a bit of a dip as well so mm. I ended up seeing my old therapist again and she was so lovely and one of the things I kind of said to her was I was saying to her you know I'm sure that I have one thing wrong with me that is causing all these other problems like I know they're related and we kind of like had a chat about that and it was quite helpful unpacking it actually because I think what what I was sort of describing to her was this thing that I felt so disconnected, like just from everything. Like I felt disconnected from like almost like my social life or like a, the outside world. But even internally, like, you know, I had all these health problems that people kept telling me, like, just, you know, they were treating them separately, like painkillers mm. for that thing, this thing for that thing. Mm. And I was like, I, I know that there's something here, but like I just felt very disjointed. Uh, my therapist mentioned this idea of a patchwork um, and that just kind of stuck with me and like it's not like I felt like a patchwork or that my life was a patchwork but I think it was more this idea of something I don't know almost like separate things being like pulled together via a thread um, or like connected some way even if they're physically not next to each other mm -hmm. and I've always been really interested in mythology as well and there's loads of great myths involving kind of threads and string but there's a really famous one called i think it's called the red thread of fate um which is chinese mythology and i'd really recommend like reading up on it because uh, i'm clearly going to butcher it <laughs> um but it's basically the idea that um you can be connected to someone i think it's this idea of soulmates basically like an iteration of soulmates mm. um so you have a red thread i think it's tied around maybe like Maybe it's your ring finger or like your pinky finger or something. Mm. And it's connected to your destined person. 
Um, and it's this idea that, you know, through time, space, problems, like all of this, the thread can like bend and twist and like you can get pulled apart, but it doesn't ever break. It's you still have that kind of permanent connection between the two objects. And I found that really interesting. So then I started, I introduced this idea of like a red line into my work just to kind of represent this idea of connection slash disconnect. And I think this piece in particular was quite a good iteration of that because obviously you can kind of hold all the ribs together in the line. I, I really did try, the line does. <laughs> it lines up perfectly, it's really neat. <laughs> Um, but obviously it's not kept like that, like you can't always hold the ribs together mm. so you sort of put them down and obviously the line's still there, it still connects but it's no longer in one piece, it's disjointed. So that was why I made that, that was kind of what went into it. Mm. And as for the badger bone, like I'm, I'm honestly not sure why I picked it, I think it was just the fact that I had this badger skeleton in my room, I think I'd quite recently got it as well. Mm. And I, I really like the, I, I love Herman's skull. Like that was the bit I found really interesting mm. in particular. Um, and the rest of it, I was like, I find this really interesting. I just, I don't know what I'd do with it. And I was like, oh, maybe I could paint on it or something. And I think it's because obviously ribs, there are like multiple ribs. I was yeah. like, actually, maybe Less this is like quite a good, you know, like I could just pick a couple and like kind of try and visualize this idea that I've been playing with and actually it worked really well. And it's still one of my, I, like, I love it. It's, mm. it's so simple and it's kind of not, maybe not the most recognisably me piece of work, but mm. I still really enjoy it. So yes, that was that. I feel like it's quite recognisably you in that it's very like delicate and uh, That's true. sort of, like both in that the bones are quite small and fragile, fragile would you say? Or like fairly, I guess delicate. Yeah, I don't know, they definitely some, look fragile, like, don't they? They're not hefty boys. Yeah, they're little not, light not toys. <laughs> um, and then obviously, yeah, like you said, the line is very, intentionally placed mm. so I suppose in that way I don't think like I've never oh sorry is it just scrolled to a picture where they're all held <laughs> together and it is really satisfying yeah like I don't think obviously that was in the degree show wasn't it yeah I yeah. did put it in the degree show and it didn't you know didn't seem out of place that's or anything. true yeah was, and I don't think it was equally I don't think it you know would have been confused with my work like it mm. was sort of yeah very intentionally yours and I think did you have the red thread? Yeah, you had the red thread and some other things as well. Yeah, I've done a couple of pieces. quite cool because then it's not only a thread within the piece, but it like kind of is a thread within your practice. That's nice. It like joins different things together. So it's it's a nice sort of literal and metaphorical joining thread. Ah, yes. I suppose. Indeed. Yeah. And I think um, to go on to talk about kind of why I think this is quite an important piece for my practice, mm. Like it was very much the start of the practice I do now. It was the introduction of connection. And obviously now my practice is a lot more like natural history based in that I'm kind of quite interested in connections between like really rogue parts of the world and really weird animals and that sort of thing. So I think this was the first iteration of connection in my work, which obviously has then evolved and I found it quite interesting as well because obviously recently I've been thinking a bit more about things like my artist statement and mm. all of those fun bits of writing mm. or things you kind of say about your work to you know a public facing audience mm -hmm. and the one thing that kind of keeps coming up is that although my work isn't about chronic illness or like you know uh, illness in general like my health conditions mm. 
it still feels so relevant to it. And it's that interest, I'm finding it interesting figuring out almost like how should I talk about it or like should I leave mm. it out? Or like if I do decide to talk about it, how? Because it's not it's not explicitly relevant to my work now and yet it's such a big Ooh, thing that's, that's like informed dynamic. my practice. Um, yeah, it's like your practice has like grown through that phase and into another phase, but yes, it's got the... and yet without that phase, it wouldn't have grown to where it is now, yeah. kind of thing. Mm, that is um, a tricky one. So yeah, that's that's something that's been kind of in my head a little bit. But I also think the reason, another reason, this piece was quite like a defining piece I made is that it was my first use of bone. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Bone which feels like, like quite fundamental. To yeah, your and it's odd because it's I've always been really interested in natural objects so I've always collected like gemstones and fossils and I started collecting feathers um, and they're just I think they're just really beautiful things mm. um, and bone was something that I never would have thought I wanted because I just can't deal with the pain or death of animals like I, I just can't I, yeah. I'm really bad with it and I think when my dad obviously said like oh there's there's a badger skeleton if you want it like we can go and dig it up and I, I I think I remember having this moment of like my gut reaction was to be like oh my god like no I don't want to be near that <laughs> I mean fair enough that's <laughs> <But> my then... <laughs> reaction too and then I kind of thought and I was like actually that's that's quite special like I'm not gonna get the chance again like I'm not gonna have the chance to like find a badger skeleton again and my um my auntie who's also an artist she does ceramic animals she collects skulls and it's quite helpful for her work to like model um mm. around like an actual skull and i was like oh maybe you know if she does it like maybe maybe it's something that i could be interested in and mm. actually i think i dug it up obviously cleaned it all like took care of it and i was like this is incredible like it's such a i found it quite like a moving thing to hold like mm. it had a lot of like weight to it even though you know physically it's quite a light thing i think mm. it was more like an emotional weight to it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is quite impressive. So yeah, this is my first time kind of using bone directly in my work. And I've used it quite a, you know, a fair amount since. But I also don't really know like what... I did this one piece with the badger ribs and then I, I didn't really touch bone again for quite a while. I yeah. went into, I moved into more like wood. I worked with that for a while. And then like towards the end of third year, I did a drawing which was a drawing around like the badger skull mm. and then I did an embossing from the drawing and then I was like oh I've got the plate as well and I was like actually I think the skull needs to be a part of the series too but I I don't quite remember what made me kind of choose to reincorporate bone again I don't know if maybe it was an idea that just popped into my head and I was like yeah I can really like visualize that <laughs> I'm gonna do it or maybe because I was working with wood so much and I was thinking more of like wood rings, obviously because that was a large part of the drawing, but um, I can't quite place why I did mm. it. But either way, bone has now become quite like a fundamental part of my practice. I mean, it makes a lot of sense in terms of bone has always seemed like, a, like you said, an important part of your practice, which is strange because, yeah, you just did it the once and then kind of moved away from it. But I feel like in my head... It's almost like a headline of your practice. It's like bone. I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but I like that. It, Thank you. <laughs> it seems to be. It seems to be the one that really, I guess, materially sums up yeah. what you're interested in. And um, potentially that might be part of the reason why, because obviously, 
did the bone piece, then moved to working with wood. And obviously the drawing I did, which then reincorporated bone, it was still wood rings. So I think maybe it was more that I was thinking of the materiality of what it was, this idea yeah. of deep time and like almost having this object in front of you that's just very like, whoa, this used to be <laughs> life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I must have been thinking about that with wood and then kind of looked at my skeleton and was like, hey, that, you know, that works too. And then I was like, oh, look at me go. Yeah, it's that thing of, I just think materials are so interesting because you can do that. I mean, obviously that's not to keep saying rocks, but that's what I like <laughs> about rocks is you can yeah hold it and be like, whoa, deep time. But then I think with bone and wood, it's got that extra thing of life mm. attached to it, which is, again, I know what you're interested in. Um, and it is, uh, bone is a kind of really nice kind of satisfying middle ground between something that was alive and you're like this has had a very I was gonna it's not quite human because obviously it is an animal but it's had yeah. a it's had it's had a life that I can relate to in my yeah. time scales and it's gone around these fields and it's eaten things and it's like I can understand that and that's amazing and that's in this thing that I can hold. But then also on a on a different material level you can think about how again I think there was a quote that we used in our book that was talking about how bones are sort of like they're calcium and they're like they're minerals and they're mm. kind of almost rocks in themselves so they've got quite a, an expansive time scale within them yeah so i think that's probably i can you know it makes sense that you would have been thinking about those things and would have like gone to bone in that way because yeah i think that's what materials are so yeah it's so nice kind of to be able to think about those things it reminded me a bit of that we went to the british art show two days ago mm. um, and there was a film again that I know you liked I <laughs> can't remember what it's called or who the artist was because there was just so many works but the one with the ceramics that they were like piecing back together yeah. and it's got again it's that same thing of thinking about the history of this thing that you've just found and you don't know anything about necessarily mm. I mean obviously it's a little bit different because they were experts in ceramics and they knew a little bit more what they were talking <laughs> about but it's still that thing of mm, what can I what can I myself kind of access through this and what's like yeah. lost to me? And it, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a, just a nice sort of, to be able to tangibly hold that. Yeah, I, I just find that really interesting, like particularly, it's interesting in like all the different materials you can apply that thought process mm. to, but I guess with bone, it's, I just kept thinking like this badger has like lived a life, like what has it, what's it done in its life? Like I'd be really curious. Mm. And obviously I know from bones you can gain like, so much information about the individual the bone has come from but let's be i i don't have those facilities <laughs> um it's like i don't even know like what sex the badger was or like how old it was mm. or like maybe it was a little badger and it had a little badger wife oh, and like some little badger no. little badger kids or something yeah. or, like maybe it was an old grandpa badger oh. like i mean it would be with a name like herman it, it would to be fair yeah um but i just find that quite interesting and like I don't know, like, what fields did it walk through and, like, what did it eat? Like, I think that's cool that you're able to kind of hold a piece of bone in your hand and, like, recognise that actually what you're holding has been moved across, like, a very vast place, both physically and it's probably, you know, done loads of miles. Um, <laughs> but also, this it's it's grown up, it's had its own interactions, like, maybe it's maybe got into, like, some badger scraps here and there <laughs> or, like... Yeah, who knows what Herman's been up to. Yeah, I just, I find that quite interesting that, you know, it has the same depth that, like, rock or wood does. But, it's but got with, added, like, the yeah. added thing of, like, oh, it's, like, moved about as well, I of think, its own accord. Yeah, I think it's that, 
that it's like an intersection, if you will, between, if you will, if I don't know will. why I'm suddenly talking about this. It's like an intersection, if you will, between kind of the transience of life. Like it's very ephemeral. You know, you get a sense of like, oh, this is something that's kind of past and it's mm. quite like fleeting and yeah, it just exists in your mind now. You can only imagine it. You know, the actual like life of that fascia has gone. But then there's something very permanent and rock-like that is lasting yeah. and in your hands and it's like a kind of nice meeting of those two ideas. Yeah, and I guess like an extension on from that is the then introduction of like fossils or like ichnofossils, which mm. I know we've both been looking at. It's like those two make a nice little connection and then the ichnofossils you can kind of attach to one end of that of mm. like obviously the bone, like you said, is kind of this more permanent, almost rock-like thing. But obviously even that over like the right conditions and the right length of time will then be broken down and be left into like, yeah, fossils or like ichnofossils. Mm. Or, like, I know you get loads of different types of fossils, but like a lot of the time a fossil isn't actually the object, it's the thing around the object. Mm -hmm. I just think that's really cool. Like, I just think it's all really cool. Yeah. Some cool stuff. I do agree. Yeah. So that was my piece of artwork. Nice. I've actually quite enjoyed this, you know. Good. I'm glad. Me too. It's reminded me that I do actually really enjoy the work I do and I need to go and do some more of <laughs> it's, it. It's nice to have those reminders every once in a while. It yeah. does feel a bit strange because I think, obviously, with the whole graduation thing, we both feel a little bit out of the loop of making work regularly. So I think it's important to like keep talking about it and keep reminding ourselves that we're artists. Yeah, <laughs> and I think actually I was a bit hesitant about doing this episode purely because I haven't made work in, I'm going to be honest here, over a month. Um, I think that's fair enough. Which I just, yeah, I've just not been at the studio. And the times that I have been at the studio, I've been doing commission work instead, because obviously that takes priority because it gives me money. Yeah. Um, so it's been an odd, an odd one. I was like, oh, no, I can't do this episode because I've not made any work to talk about. But actually, I think you're right. Sometimes talking about the work, even if you're not currently making, is important because it's still like keeps your mind ticking over a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And I guess you never, like, you know, I'm kind of spoken about this. I'm like, yeah, bone is so cool. I need to go, like, <laughs> do something with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think it can give you bits of inspiration when you don't really expect it either, which is quite nice. Yeah, always a nice little bonus. Indeed. Of a, of a day. Yes. Um, it was a slightly shorter episode today, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not mad at that. No, neither. It's been nice. It's been a nice length, a nice discussion. Yeah. It will make editing it fractionally easier. Also, I'm aware of the time and I'm supposed to be working today and I haven't been for quite a few hours now so i can get back to that Perfect on a very practical really. level i'm like <laughs> yes this is ideal and yeah i don't think it needed to be any longer no this was nice but yeah so the artworks that we've discussed today we'll pop them on the instagram in some way shape or form it'll be there um but i'm aware it's the irony is not lost on me that we are doing a podcast about a visual subject um, <laughs> but yeah so that will be somewhere for you to look at yeah but yeah, if you made it this far, thank you very much. And you'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. And it'll be a good episode as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Tune in again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.